Welcome to Poptopia. Welcome to Poptopia, your podcast for all things pop culture. I'm your host, Paul French, and it is Friday, March 5th, 2010, as we head into Oscar weekend. And on today's show, we'll talk a little bit about the Oscars. We'll talk about the box office. We'll talk about what's coming up. All that good stuff. You know how it goes. All right, so let's... um, Let's start off. Let's start off with the box office. Then we'll get into all the, all the award nonsense and and kerfuffle. Okay, so at the box office this past weekend, we have at number five, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief, uh, came in at nine point five eight mil, uh, bringing the total gross to seventy one million. The uh, number four picture, Avatar, thirteen point seven million, um, and bringing the total domestic take to seven hundred seven million. Of course, as we know somewhat significantly more on the other side of things. At number three, The Crazies, 16.1 million uh, in their first week. Um, It looks crazy. Yeah, I had to go there. Um, Number two, Cop Out, 18.2 million. This is the uh, Kevin Smith directed but not written uh, film. It's actually the first time he's directed something that he didn't write, at at least um, cinematically, of course. He did the Reaper pilot, which he didn't write. Um, But, um, you know. Different, different uh, kettle of fish entirely there. Um, this one was actually written by Robin Mark Cullen, and um, um, apparently uh, getting you know reasonable reviews as well. So uh, and that that's a good thing. I, I, you know, this isn't his. I think I'm trying to remember if um, um, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back made more than that in the in the first weekend. So I'm I'm not entirely sure. Um, so maybe not his uh, his largest uh, his largest gross. Uh, you know, opening weekend gross, but at any rate. Um, and number one was uh, Scorsese's uh, Shutter Island, um, coming in at 22.7 million for a total gross of 75.5 mil. And, um, you know, with, with Scorsese, at least uh, I haven't been that crazy about the movies he's done over the last 15, 20 years. Um, you know, there's, there's the odd little little gem. You know, there's there's some... Lesser Scorsese and better Scorsese, um, but really, to me, the last really great Scorsese uh, flick was Goodfellas, and it's still the one that, <clears throat> you know, even the other day it was uh, it was on one of the movie channels, and you know, uh, it's one of the few movies where where I can just pick up it at any point and uh, and you know get right into it, no matter where it, no matter where they are in the movie, I'm guaranteed to stop and just stay there and watch it, and uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of things I can say that about. All right, what's coming out this week? Well, let's see here. Ah, there we go. Hey, it's crazy when the stuff that you think is going to hook you up doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is uh, all kinds of professionalism going on. Okay, so what's opening this week? Um, Well, of course, we have the Tim Burton, um, once again, with Johnny Depp. Um doing Alice in Wonderland. Um, one thing to watch for, uh, Mia Wasikowska uh, playing Alice. That's kind of cool. Um, I don't know if anyone caught her in uh, the show In Treatment, but uh, she can bring it. So so I'm, I'm really interested to see her playing Alice. She plays Alice as a 19-year-old who returns to the magical world from her childhood adventure, reuniting with her old friends. And, of course, uh, she comes to terms with her true destiny, which is to end the reign of terror from the Red Queen. So um, I think the vision, you know, 
just his vision really sort of sticks close to the original uh, Lewis Carroll novels. And I'm kind of interested with that. You know, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see this. And honestly, I've found um, Burton to be of diminishing returns over the last several years. And uh, so it'll be nice to see one that I, that I can dig again. And, and, you know, it's always good. All right. Uh, also opening, uh, Ant, uh, Antoine Fuqua. Uh, Brooklyn's Finest, starring Richard Gere, Don Cheadle, and Ethan Hawke. Um, so three veteran cops, uh, played, of course, by Gere, Hawke, and Cheadle, struggling with personal professional dilemmas, dispatched to a notorious housing project which in which they will each collide with their destiny. Um, so this is, of course, Anton Fuqua, um, previously directed um, Ethan Hawke with uh, Denzel Washington in Training Day. And... Um, you know, so this kind of reunites them. Uh, Righteous Kill, his last movie, didn't do quite as well. Um, you know, all the same. Um, and I'm always a sucker for uh, for cop movies, but uh, something about Richard Gere just takes me out of a movie these days. It's the reason I didn't bother with the Amelia Earhart movie, and uh, and I probably would have otherwise. But uh, I just I just don't buy him anymore. Eh, it is what it is. Um, the Secret of Kells. Um, this one, um, well, basically, it's an animated feature. Medieval outpost faces a threat from advancing barbarian hordes. Talented young Brendan looks to finish illuminating an ancient book that could help keep his home safe. To do so, he will have to overcome his fears of an enchanted forest where mythical creatures are thought to hide. Um, the producers of this uh, were the folks who did the Triplets of Belleville. So strong, uh, strong uh, pedigree there, and uh, of course uh, Tom Moore, the director, also. Uh, and so this one is, of course, Oscar nominated, and uh, it, you know it is a. Um, the the cool thing about this is is it is hand drawn, and and that's just so rare these days. Um, so it'll be kind of interesting to see how this fares on Sunday night and uh, and how it does um, in, in this wider release. But, but um, you know, it actually acts as a nice segue. Of course, the big battle coming in on, on Oscar night is James Cameron versus his ex-wife, Catherine Bigelow. Um, now, he's been out there saying that, uh, you know, he'd, he'd rather not uh, get the um, the director not, or the director award as long as as the movie gets recognized so that his crew gets their recognition and that sort of thing um, I think it really is just a move to uh, to try and come off as less of a dick and you know hey that just shows that there's personal growth at work here um, you know I mean seriously <laughs> he, he, he's never been that shy about it in the past and um, so there's a lot of stuff um, when you look at, uh, at you know of course, this year, the first one with the big uh, ten nominees for uh, best picture. I, I think I've actually got a home movie of of my my kid eating gu- guacamole that uh, that is nominated as well because there are so that many. Yes, that's right. There are that many movies nominated. Um, so in the um, in the best picture uh, nominees, you got Up in the Air, Up, A Serious Man, Precious, uh, Inglorious Bastards, The Hurt Locker, An Education, District Nine. The Blind Side, wow, really, and Avatar, and um, and so my my prediction, well, my you know, I, I think it's really it's it's a, it's a two man fight. I think it's between Avatar and The Hurt Locker, and um, you know Avatar less as a hey this is the greatest movie, um, and more as a uh, as a you know this is really pushing the business forward, um, and hey it brought people back into uh, into theaters in a huge huge way, so that's a possibility. Um, a couple of things I wouldn't mind seeing. 
I wouldn't mind seeing Up take it. Because wouldn't that be kind of cool for an animated film to take Best Picture? You know, there's been a lot of talk over the last bunch of years. Like, like there was talk about this with Wally last year, is the fact that uh, that you know, hey, this wasn't just the best animated movie. It was probably one of the best of that year, anyway. So, or was that last year? Yeah, I like to think it was. I like to think that. That doesn't mean that it was. Um, so, so anyway, that that could be interesting. It all depends on how the vote gets split there. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of people pushing for Avatar. There's also going to be a lot of people kind of pushing against it. Um, it pushes budgets up. It does all all kinds of things like that. And there's a lot of people that are are you know they they they're going to be against it because it it uh it's it represents a different type of filmmaking. Um uh, on uh, best actor you got Jeff Bridges for Crazy Heart, Clooney for Up in the Air, Colin Firth for Single Man, Morgan Freeman for Invictus and Jeremy Renner for Hurt Locker. Um I think it's going to end up being uh, Jeff Bridges for Crazy Heart. It'd be crazy not to. Of of all the performances that was the strongest of those ones and I've actually seen all of those. I haven't seen Invictus but um, I really, you know, from what I've seen of, uh, of Freeman's, uh, um, impression of, um, Nelson Mandela, I, I don't know. It, I, the, the, the movie, anyone I've spoken to who's seen it didn't really, didn't really grab them that much. Uh, looking at best performance by an actress, uh, you got Sandra Bullock for The Blind Side, Helen Mirren for The Last Station, Carrie Mulligan for An Education. Uh, Gabori Sidibe for Precious and Meryl Streep for Julie and Julia. I'm wondering if it's going to end up being Meryl Streep's year again. Um, but then again, as someone pointed out to me last week, um, Sandra Bullock's a possibility. And you might say, blasphemy, how can that be? But remember, the Academy gave one of those things to uh, Julia Roberts as well. So let's just look at it that way. I'm, I'm really delighted to see uh, Carrie Mulligan get nominated for An Education. I think... Uh, I think that's kind of neat to uh, to to see a movie like that getting the kind of attention that it's getting, um, and the fact that it's nominated for Best Picture as well. Again, not something I necessarily would have expected, but uh, the, you know, the main draw for me was the fact that Nick Hornby wrote the screenplay. I mean, come on, um, actor in a supporting role, you got uh, Matt Damon for Invictus, Woody Harrelson for The Messenger, Christopher Plummer for The Last Station, Stanley Tucci for The Lovely Bones, and Christoph Waltz for Inglorious Bastards, and it's got to be Christoph Waltz. If it isn't. It, well, there will be trouble. I'm not saying that I'm going to cause any of the trouble, but, you know. Um, best support, performance by an actress in a supporting role. You got Penelope Cruz for Nine, Vera Farmiga for Up in the Air, Maggie Gyllenhaal for Crazy Heart, Anna Kendrick also for Up in the Air, and Monique for Precious. Um, I'm wondering if Monique's going to end up getting the one for uh, for Precious. Uh, Gabri Sidibe's in, in a tough category, and um, these kind of things usually get awarded in the best supporting uh, area so uh, while I would love to see you know I kind of like Dana Kendrick better than Vera Farmiga in Up in the Air um, but I don't know if either of those were necessarily Oscar worthy performances um, so I, I, I'm going to lean toward Monique for that uh, for directing as I say I think it's a it's a two-person game it's between Catherine Bigelow and James Cameron I think it's going to go to Catherine Bigelow uh, again could be wrong. I mean, let's face it, Cameron is hardly a dark horse in this race. Um, but uh, The Locker was a pretty incredible flick, and um, and it would be nice to see that one get recognized. Um, I think this would also represent the first time that a woman uh, received a, uh, a Best Director Oscar. And I'm completely speaking off the top of my head on that, but, uh, but I think that's the case. 
Best screenplay, and this is uh, best original screenplay. You got Up, A Serious Man, The Messenger, Inglorious Bastards, and The Hurt Locker. I'm going to lean toward The Hurt Locker on this. Um, a Serious Man is not the finest uh, uh, Cohen work. You know, it's it's one of their off movies. It's good, but it's not uh, of, of the level of their really high quality stuff. And that and that and you know, they, it kind of comes and goes like that. Um, you know, intolerable cruelty. I'm looking at you. Um, Inglorious Bastards, um, fun flick. I don't know if it's a screenplay winner. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, end up. Well, Wally got it last year. And my feeling on it is that Up is a, is a stronger screenplay than than Wally, and that's by no means a condemnation of, of Wally because I think it was fantastic as well. It just really shows how much they stepped up the game even after that. And so I would love to see um, Up get it, but I wonder if they're going to say, "Well, you know, we did the Pixar thing last year. This year we'll move on to something else." So, so you know what? Screw it. I'm putting Up as my first contender. Her locker is my possibility. That's that's my dark horse. Um, best adapted screenplay. You've got uh, In the Loop, uh, Jesse Armstrong, Simon Blackwell, uh, Armando Iannucci, and Tony Roche. Roche. Uh, you've got Precious, and that's Jeffrey Fletcher. Up in the Air, which is Jason Reitman and Sheldon Turner. District 9, Neil Blomk- Blomkamp and Terry Tatchell. And An Education by Nick Hornby. Uh, I think it's going to end up going to Reitman because they're not going to be giving him anything else. Uh, you know, they're not going to be giving him best director. They're not going to be giving him best picture for up in the air. So I think that's where he's going to shine. Um, and, uh, and it was a really good movie. Now here's who I really want to get it. Nick Hornby dude wrote, um, <laughs> dude wrote high fidelity. Come on, give the man a statue. That's all I'm saying. And, um, uh, cinematography got avatar, um, Moro Fiore, uh, Das Feistband, um, with Christian Berger. <laughs> Can't help you there. Uh, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The Hurt Locker, uh, which was uh, Bruno Del Bono, uh, The Hurt Locker, which was Barry Aykroyd, and Inglorious Bastards, which was Robert Richardson. Um, the ones that, uh, uh, Das Feistband, I, I don't know, but the others, they all looked great. Um, I think it's going to go to Avatar. I just think that that's, uh, you know, visually, um, visually, it's it's got the edge. It's it's cutting edge uh, cinematography. So I th- I think that's where it's going to go. Um, but yeah, they were all good looking movies. So it's a it's a good crop of uh, a, definitely a good crop of uh, of entries and nominees this time around. I'm, I'm not going to get too much further into it because then we're getting into you know makeup and whatnot. Uh, a couple of little highlights though. Michael Giacchino. I'd like to see him get best score. I'm just saying. For a guy who was generally down on Pixar output over the last several years, you know, up to car, like with cars and all that kind of stuff, I'm showing growth too. Me and Jim Cameron showing growth. Comments, as always, are welcome at poptopiapodcast at gmail.com. And uh, that's it. We'll see you next week.